I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack. And after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. In today's episode, I'm giving an overview of what business insurance is out there for freelancers. I'll provide real examples of how these insurance products can help, but let's keep it practical, let's keep the insurance jargon to a minimum, and let's get started. Let's begin with professional indemnity insurance. I personally would not run a business without this. If you advise clients or design code or provide any kind of professional service, you should consider having professional indemnity insurance. You have a responsibility, a duty of care to a client when entering into a professional contract with them. So if you give poor advice or don't provide work to a certain standard. And remember, standards are subjective. So whilst you are great at what you do, there's nothing stopping your client from having unrealistic or unreasonable expectations. Trust me, we see that all the time. So if you give poor advice or don't provide work to a certain standard and your client tries to recover damages from you or threatens you with legal action, being insured means you're going to have a crew of legal experts to lean on and help you sort it out. When we talk about legal threats or a client trying to recover damages, people think it's this really formal process of men in suits serving up legal papers. It isn't necessarily that solicitors are banging on your office door. In most cases, claims arise from the client reacting in an email usually or over the phone, whether what they're saying is simply... Uh, a reaction to frighten you, uh, who knows. But that threat or request for compensation will trigger your professional indemnity insurance. Here are some common situations professional indemnity helps freelancers with. And these are all based on actual claims that we've seen it with Jack. Missed milestones uh, leading to projects being delivered late. So this means the client is unhappy and demands compensation. And typically the kind of compensation they ask for is loss of income due to missing their launch date or costs incurred for hiring other freelancers to get the project up to speed. Clients sometimes ask freelancers to do extra work, which is outside of the scope, otherwise known as scope creep. And when the freelancer points to the scope and provides an additional fee for the extra work, the client threatens legal action if they don't oblige. So being insured gives you the confidence to say no to scope creep. Clients sometimes terminate contracts. The client can end the project early for whatever reason, but demand freelancers still hand over the completed works and can become threatening when the freelancer doesn't. Other claims we've seen that aren't as common as the ones I've just talked about but do happen are copyright infringement claims, uh, refusal to pay a freelancer's invoice which if accompanied with a potential claim or legal threat triggers the mitigation costs clause and uh, compensation for damage to a client's reputation. 
the two different types of situations that claims tend to arise from um, is firstly, yes, you're in the wrong, you've made a mistake and now you need to defend yourself. And because legal fees are so expensive, and that's not even taking any client compensation or damages into consideration, insurance allows you to defend yourself without going bankrupt, without selling your car or something. The second situation is that you have a difficult client. Difficult clients can cause problems, the relationship turns sour, and in that instance, insurance helps you to stand up for yourself if things do escalate and they become threatening. If you're listening to this and thinking, Ashley, this seems unlikely. I attract really good clients. Or, I've been freelancing for seven years. I know what I'm doing and I've never had a problem. The analogy that I often use is that you wouldn't drive a car without putting your seatbelt on just because you've never had an accident before. You still take those precautions. You still mitigate the risk just in case. I know that I'm a confident driver. I'm a very good driver. And I feel in control when I'm driving. But it doesn't mean everybody else on the road can be trusted, that everybody else is paying attention. So with your career as a freelancer, it just takes one problematic client or one mistake in your work for professional indemnity insurance, which can cost less than £200 a year, to be worth its weight in gold. Okay, let's move on and talk about public liability insurance. Uh, This is cover for accidents and injuries that happen to clients or members of the public as a result of your work activities. Now, with Jack's been going for almost four years and we've never had a public liability claim. Not because accidents don't happen, they obviously do. And when they do, the claims around them can be huge. But the majority of our customers are in the design tech sector. So they work remotely. They're not coming into physical contact with clients. There isn't heavy machinery involved. They're working with a laptop, communicating with clients remotely via digital project management tools. And that's why we haven't had any public liability claims yet. But because it is such a cheap cover, a lot of freelancers add it to their policy for extra peace of mind. It costs about £3 a month and you will find that some clients request you have it too in their contract. In terms of our customer base, the sector that's probably at a higher risk of causing accidents or injury would be photographers or filmmakers. They're on location, they're shooting weddings with hundreds of guests, they have lighting stands, tripods, big bags that can be tripped over. And, uh, and sometimes they take their clients to locations to photograph them. So you can kind of see where the risk is. Um, if a guest broke a leg after tripping up on an item of your equipment, the potential injury claim for that is very high. If you work from client premises or a shared office, you might want to consider public liability insurance because you are coming into physical contact with people. Again, some clients state it is a requirement. You must have it in place if you're working with them. But if you're working from home and dealing with all clients remotely, there might not be much exposure for accidents and injuries to third parties. It's all about looking at what you do and your exposure to people. Um, But if there is a slight risk, then it's worth having that insurance in place. Contents insurance. This is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Surely I don't need to go into too much detail about what contents insurance is. But what I will say is this is our most used product. 
we get content claims through all the time. And most of the time, it's damage to a laptop, uh, you know, a cracked screen, a water damage, that kind of thing. And then less frequently, we get theft claims. So people breaking into cars, bags being lifted when out and about. A good question to ask yourself is, can I walk into a shop today wearing a face mask, of course, and replace my equipment in full should anything happen to it. And I reckon that most people aren't in a position to do that. So instead, you can insure your £1,500 laptop for about £30 a year, and that will cover it against things like accidental damage or theft. Another useful feature of the contents policy that we arrange, and remember all policy wordings are different, so do refer to your own insurance, is the data recovery service. The insurer will pay for the costs of reconstituting data for work purposes if it's lost or distorted as a result of damage to your equipment. We have seen this be put to good use. One of our customers had client footage on a hard drive that had sustained damage. I think that he dropped it. And the recovery company was quoting £5,000 to try and recover it. So the cost of that was covered under the contents insurance product. Okay, let's talk about legal expenses insurance. This is an incredibly useful product, but it has loads of different features vying for our attention, which I think leaves this product misunderstood. But don't worry, legal expenses. Ashley's got your back. I'm going to do you justice. I think that the most popular feature for freelancers is the contract and debt recovery clause, where if a client isn't paying you, a solicitor will chase your overdue invoice for you. And we find that having a third party involved, especially a legal entity, in recovering your debt is more successful than perhaps trying to recover it yourself. There's also some cover for loss of earnings due to your absence from work if attending duty service where those costs can't be claimed back from the court. So being called for duty duty or having to attend court can result in lost wages for freelancers. Uh, so the insurer would look at your accounts and your average daily and then ensure that you can be paid for some of those lost wages. There's also some tax protection cover which provides expert tax advice and assistance in relation to disputes with HMRC. So if HMRC inform you that they're going to investigate your accounts, the legal expenses insurance covers the accountancy fees involved in helping you to defend that dispute. Um, the insurer can appoint you an accountant or you can provide your own if you have one, but the cost of that would be covered by your legal expenses insurance. Lastly, there's a few other useful bits and bobs like a legal advice helpline that you can call as often as you like and legal templates that you can access and customise via a dashboard. Now, I've got a couple of honourable mentions and then I'm going to wrap this up. If you're registered as a limited company and have more than one director, you might want to look into employer's liability insurance. And we also find that even uh, with freelancers, a lot of recruiters require them to have this insurance. There's also a growing interest in the cyber insurance space for issues like data and security breaches. And I will be doing an episode on this in the future because it isn't something that I've really uh, focused on in this podcast. 
So to recap, here's an overview of some of the business insurance products available for freelancers. Professional indemnity is a product I would not run a business without. This is helpful if you give poor advice or don't provide work to a certain standard. And remember, standards are subjective, so there's nothing stopping your client from having unreasonable expectations that are impossible to live up to. And if your client threatens you with legal action or asks for damages or compensation, this would be the product that helps you deal with those situations. Public liability insurance covers you for accidents and injuries to clients or members of the public that happen as a result of your work activities. Most of our customers work in the design and tech sector in remote roles, um, but because it is a cheap cover and a lot of clients require you to have it, many freelancers add it to their policy for extra peace of mind. Content insurance is our most used product in terms of the quantity of claims that are made, mostly for accidental damage followed by theft. But there's also another useful feature where the insurer will cover the cost of reconstituting data that's been lost or compromised. Legal expenses insurance has a ton of useful features like a debt recovery service, tax investigation insurance, legal advice and documents and more. There are lots of other insurance products available out there, so spend some time thinking about what you're worried about in your business, what risks you think you might face, and uh, see if there's an insurance product that can help limit the impact of those risks should they happen. I'm Ashley, the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new, then tell a friend and leave a review. 